no the way so I would jealous. like the way I would still be using that to prove how I'm like better than everybody else like to this Crazy. day yeah if I were at that one girl. point I did have the screenshot yeah Melinda but, is her name so probably why do you say that I don't know I just gasped <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're We're Quinn. Quinn. And we're Um, Becca. We're Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where Becca and I discuss our shared delusions passions and and love love for each other each other Mm, weird (laughs) other that was Um, fun oh my god yeah i wanted to give i wanted to give a little bit of a vintage moment because Uh becca and i have the wetsuits back on we are looks like we're going for a swim Mm -hmm. um we are diving in today yes we are doing another little deep dive um, so and so for this deep dive, the is it fifth entry? No, the fourth entry on the stand list. Mm-hmm. Kesha. Kesha. Yeah. So Becca, yeah. what is your background with Kesha? When did you become aware of her? Any significant memories? Mm-hmm. Um, so I truly believe that every single young person, specifically mm-hmm um women and queer people yes Mm -hmm. they did make their own tiktok music video (gasps) when they were younger i feel like it it was just so it really brought everyone's creative process out and um Mm -hmm. i I remember that fondly i made it with like each one of my friends we made like a music video so that was good there needs to be like in there needs to be a graduate level thesis or a dissertation written on like the ceremony of creating music videos especially like mid 2000s as the software is just so readily available like can you imagine how many like music videos to like tiktok teenage dream yeah all oh these different God. songs that were popular in, like the early 2000s and we were all figuring out how to use like yeah wow it truly was time to be alive so yes. I remember doing that and then also um so I guess I became a fan of her then mm-hmm. and then I really remember my brother for his second grade talent show he performed blow by Kesha yeah like the same way that she did in victorious oh my god and so he would practice this at home. He had like, um, he filled water bottles with glitter so he could like spray it out. And okay, also like he would put glitter in the water, or he would put he would just put the glitter in the water bottle. No, a dry water bottle. Oh, okay. And so it's just the glitter, and then he would be like, boom, at the end, like mm-hmm. like the sparklers did in Victorious. But his teacher was like. Um, Evan, I think like you need these these two girls are going to be like your backup dancers so that it's like not just you up there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he like let them he was pissed, first of all. And then he was like, OK, OK, I'll give them a chance. But then he told the teacher, I need to fire them at like they no, 
they're not doing it for me. They're not performing up to my standards. Did you see that tweet? It was like just on Pop Crave, but apparently Heather Morris of Glee fame, Brittany S. Pierce, yeah, said that one time. She, I don't know if she was auditioning for a J Lo video or she just heard the story. But apparently J Lo was auditioning a bunch of dancers for this music video, and they asked all their astrological signs, and all the Virgos in the room like got excused. <laughs> Oh dear God! Yes. <laughs> so Evan, Evan's giving very much J Lo. <laughs> All the women in the room will be excused. Yes. Um. Yeah. But that's I kind of I I don't know that made me think things about him that are not true. If <laughs> 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 you get what I'm putting down. <laughs> oh my god, you're giving Whitney Houston the homophobic dog a little bit with that statement. <laughs> you're giving her. Sorry. I'm a homophobic <laughs> slur to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I can't blame you. I can't. I I truly cannot blame you. I was, but honestly, he might just be like a performer. Yeah. So. Or just like a say? partier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, I mean. He, I don't know. I can't believe he did that. Knowing him now, he's so like chill and calm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, everything I hear about Becca's family, I just become more and more obsessed with like individual members of her family. Like she reveals, <laughs> she peels such back another, characters. No, she peels back another <laughs> layer. I feel like, I feel like I do have some characters in my family, but like, I feel like the characters in my family are so big that like everybody else kind of like has to recede a yeah. little bit for lack of a better yeah. term and so but i feel like becca has a more even distribution among her family yeah of the crazy mm-hmm. they all got a little bit for yeah. sure um but yeah so i've loved kessa 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 ketchup since a young age mm-hmm. um and quinn i'd love to know about your first run-ins with key dollar sign ha <laughs> you know sign ha <laughs> Kesha, I don't have, I don't have like, in the way I like remember where I was when I heard like bad romance, mm-hmm. I don't have that same kind of sense memory for Kesha, but I knew, yeah. I knew of her. Right. I, I was obviously a fan because it was kind of Becca and I came of age in like the last days of the monoculture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kesha will be when we look back kind of one of the last people who had like a like a really breakout moment where they were like a singular star yeah if that makes sense because people don't like people just don't blow up like that anymore because everything's become a little bit more democratized um and for other factors but like the main thing is that like you know tiktok's a thing everything becomes more democratized this podcast randomly has like 100k views or something on tiktok so like you know um (laughs) things things just happen nowadays whereas like there used to be more kind of steps and stuff and so but kesha i just remember it was very like i feel like she represented like in pop music like the party culture that was like going on very much at that time oh my god yeah becca and i have also talked extensively on this podcast about jersey shore uh-huh. And so, like, Kesha and Jersey Shore go really well together because it was, like, this renaissance of, like, people your parents would, like, roll their eyes at. 
because they were partying and stuff and like me as a 10 year old i'm like oh they're the coolest person ever actually yeah the smelliest most alcoholic yes people you know kesha drinks like as soon as she's waking up and that's why she's cool yeah (laughs) and and now i'm now as a 22 year old if somebody drinks as soon as they're waking up i'm like okay this is a problem a little bit yeah yeah and so i guess this is bad (laughs) yeah and so in that way she capitalized off our innocence but Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll get into her persona a little bit more. But it was very mm-hmm. interesting because everybody was also like, everybody was like, oh my God, she's like a party girl. She's yeah. like trashy. But that was kind of her thing. That was her brand. Yeah. She was like, let me crimp my hair and be like, whoa. It was like when we were all a little more innocent. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if somebody like Kasha came today, I don't think it would work as well because everybody would know it was a little put on. Yeah. But like we were still as a culture naive enough to be like, oh, that girl is just crazy she's just (laughs) out every night smoking snorting drinking whatever Mm -hmm. and so yeah but I I thought she was cool as fuck um yeah (laughs) and I remember (laughs) I remember I had the cannibal album like downloaded on my iPad so good much like those three episodes of Glee Mm -hmm. and like I would like I just know cannibal like front to back because of that yeah and so yeah like grow a pair <laughs> see yeah. you next tuesday i mm-hmm. oh i think i think me and one of my babysitters did like music videos to grow a pair perhaps or there was one Kesha song i remember i remember she um it was it was somebody who rode with my mom and mm-hmm. so she made like a highlight reel of her riding one time set to crazy beautiful life by kesha wow such a banger by the way <laughs> um and it's what funny because like the like the dun, 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 like the beginning of the song has always reminded Matches me of the sound horse. that yeah horse hooves make yeah on like the stable floors um and so yeah kesha oh. also has mm-hmm. the distinction of being the first act i ever saw in concert wow much like Katy perry does to me that <gasps> makes so much That's sense such for us. a good one Becca. yeah oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, she was That's my crazy. only you concert saw, like, for a while too. Dream, Casey, Katy Perry. It was the Prism tour, so oh. she did sing that. But I went with my mom, my aunt, and my uncle mm-hmm. to New York, and it was oh yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Katy Perry. I would love her Vegas residency. Looks very fun. I want to go Home. so bad. I've only heard amazing things. Yeah, me too. But yeah, so Kesha came. Mm-hmm randomly it was animal era she came to the delaware state fair wow yeah and so we like went to see her at the delaware state fair Mm -hmm. and i remember i was i was young i must have been like maybe 10 11 12 i don't think i was 12 i don't think i was that old quite yet Mm -hmm. but I like didn't understand how like concerts worked. I remember being, first of all, very mad. I loved amusement parks as a child. I loved riding rides and stuff. And so the mm-hmm. fact that they took me away from the fair part to be like, okay, we have to go and see Kesha now. I was like, okay, well, at least I'll go and get to see Kesha. Baby, I pull up and I'll talk about the first part of the concert a little bit later. But mm-hmm. it's all this waiting if you get there super early. Oh. And I think Kesha like, I'm not going to disparage her, but she showed, I think she showed up like pretty late. <laughs> like, I think she started oh, yeah. her set kind of late. And so I was like, what's going on? Like, 
I could be riding so many rides in this time and I'm waiting for right. that show. Like it's yeah. going to be a fun experience and stuff. But what a conundrum. And there was like this little pinata that was like floating in like the rafters of the stage that I think she used at one point during the concert. And mm. I thought it was her. I thought she was like, oh my God, she's like hanging up there and she's going to enter. In the pinata. Like, yes, wow. from like the rafters. And so <laughs> like, I remember thinking that. I don't remember much else about the concert. I just remember like waiting. I remember how old were you again I was like 10 11 I'm gonna say okay okay wow yeah but it was couldn't have been like performance was good what her performance was good though I remember being excited yeah I guess okay I don't remember anything like specifically about it okay except for the thing I'm going to talk about a little bit later okay gotcha (laughs) filed wow well that seems like a fun first concert as well yes Mm -hmm. so that's cool. And I'm sure the crowd was diverse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I where was it? Where was it? Like, in, I forget even where it was in Delaware. But um, I remember at one point we like went away and we like got towards the front. Like we got off mm-hmm. towards like the front side. Yeah. Um, which leads me, it, it all leads me to believe it was like very early in her career because first of all, I don't think like she got big pretty quickly and right. like, I, don't, I think it was like not <laughs> I think the, a state fair uh, was kind of like below her ilk by that point gotcha, um, gotcha. and then but like and then like a bunch of people like it wasn't even like it was like packed mm. and so I don't know if it, it just wasn't the audience or gotcha. what was going on but I don't remember it being like packed in with people or anything like that oh, okay I see I see mm-hmm. interesting because when we saw Kesha yeah. everyone we know was there <laughs> everybody ask anyone like <laughs> ask everyone so many people were at kesha yeah mm-hmm. it was crazy so i don't know she just she has a large range of followers which mm-hmm. i appreciate about her it's a testament to her as an artist i think yes i will always say about the time that we saw kesha last year i saw this little child running around she was dressed mm-hmm. in this beautiful like sequins rainbow dress with like streamers mm-hmm. it was a beautiful dress and this child could not have been more than nine years old right and she's like running around at this kesha concert about to get her life and i'm like girl you were not like sentient when kesha was going through <laughs> her like mm-hmm. like the, the most previous peak of her career yeah no, it's and crazy so, because people who were like 20 when Kesha was really big now can like raise their children on Kesha. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. Which is so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's also interesting because Kesha is one of those people who, and we'll get into this a little bit more in the second segment, but like mm-hmm. we've seen go through such a progression in like right. the public sphere and actually yeah. go through like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of interesting to think about it that way as well. To think that like, in a mm-hmm. way, even though she's a little bit older than us, it's like, right. kind of, it's almost like we've like, well, not almost like we've grown up with her. It's like, it's like we're watching our big sister a little bit. Yeah, it is. Cause she's like big How sister cute. vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Or like cool young aunt at least. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. I think that's all the background. Yeah. We so. can provide. And now we want to get into cool. the juice and how 
you know, Kesha came to be Kesha. Mm-hmm. But before that, we're going to take a little break. That scared me a bit. Um, and so we're back. <laughs> um, uh, so I feel now- like that's how a skeleton would speak, whatever I just did. <laughs> All right. It's like that mummy. You know those videos of, like the mummies when they like analyze their vocal cords? And they, like, uh, like, <laughs> I love that video so much. It's always, uh, it's always just like... <laughs> Or did like, you hear? Okay. Did you see that thing from um? Did you see that tweet from NASA where they were like, where they like people are like, oh, space. There's no sound in space because space is a vacuum, and they're like, well, only certain parts of space is like a vacuum, and then like, but like gases and stuff make noises, and they posted like space noise. What? Yeah, they posted space noise, and it sounded like somebody quote tweeted, and it was like, only NASA would like put this up and like make it like. Com- pretend like it's completely normal that it sounds like the bowels of hell because it did sound like people were like groaning really like, oh my god oh, oh, weird like far away Whoa. yeah anyway whenever i think of space noise i just think of like a like a hum a soft hum maybe that's more like spaceship so anyway it's a very yellow flicker beat by lord anyway mm. big to kisha yeah so we're not getting into the history of the woman we now know as Kesha. So, I believe she was born on March 1st, 1987. Mm-hmm. A Pisces. That's something really important to establish. Yeah. I can't believe she was born in the 80s. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking in the last segment when I was like older sister, and then I was like, she was fully 18 in like 2005. And I'm like, so yeah. that's like a lot older than me. She's kind of old, guys. But she doesn't feel that way because she was she's partying. Anyway. Yeah. So Kesha's mother is also a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I did not know this because, but she wrote the song Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You, which I know because of Kesha, but which mm-hmm. was actually popularized by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Kesha would go on to do a rendition with Dolly on her album Rainbow. Very cute. Um, and so, yeah, so that's really cool. But mm-hmm. um, something else I found really interesting about Kesha <laughs> was apparently she was like a really good student. I always knew this about her. Really? Because, I mean, I put in here, she, I remember so specifically about her that she got a perfect score on the SAT. Because her Teen Vogue article that came out in like probably like 2011 or something when she got soups popular, Mm -hmm. um, I was all up in that and I read that and it like really proved her to be such a, I don't know, she wasn't just like the party animal everyone thought she was. Again, it goes back to that thing of like naivete because I think we were all just like, oh, this girl. She's crazy, but and that's how you she have, really is. Like she's <laughs> she's kind of smart, like or she's right. super smart because she's like a branding genius because she was able to set herself apart as an individual from everything else that was going on in pop music at that time. Very much, very much. Which especially she came up with the legends, darling, because it's who's coming up at the same time as her, Katy Perry, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. You know, of course, Beyonce is in there doing her right. thing, mm-hmm. like. 
so many people who are still famous and relevant today and have that longevity and stuff. And yeah. so like you had to do something to stand out. Yeah. And she yeah. was doing it. And she was doing it. She had her own brand. Mm-hmm. So there were some conflicting reports. Her, This is why. And Becca and I. Yeah. I know we made fun of our research process in the past, but Becca and I do go off Wikipedia when we need to. <laughs> yes. Because I was reading conflicting reports on the Wikipedia page and I was like, okay, I gotta do my own research on this one. <laughs> and so where did I go with the Wikipedia source page? And right. so <laughs> she was like, apparently, so Wikipedia said she was like accepted to Barnard College and that she did a year of college. But then other sources say she dropped out of high school oh. to pursue her career. And then she got her GED a little bit later. So Anyway, what I think mm. probably happened based off of all the things I read was she was a part of the International Baccalaureate Program, which if you don't know, is kind of like AP's biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. So like instead of AP, you're in IB um, yeah. and it works like different than AP. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't really know how it works, but I know it's just yeah. it's different. And yeah. she was on the fast track to go to Barnard College, which is the well, like historically the women's college that is a part of Columbia University mm-hmm. and now and, but like since Columbia was integrated um it's now just like a women's college that's like connected yeah. to Columbia so very interconnected into Columbia so mm-hmm. it's a very good school very highly selected yeah, school literally. and I don't know if anybody can necessarily be on like a fast track to go there I don't know what that means <laughs> I don't yeah know they exactly do that, I was but... like I, from everything I know about college that's actually not how that works um yeah but it was also like the early 2000s so Maybe. Um, And she apparently she wanted to study comparative religion and psychology. Interesting. Yeah. So Hmm. and that but then Max Martin told her to drop out of high school. And if Max Martin told me to do the same thing, I probably would have. Yeah, I definitely would (laughs) have. How did they meet? She her mom was kind of um, her mom's in the industry, of course, and Right. She had started shopping around, I think, Stephen. The song Stephen was actually the first demo she made. Whoa. And she got somebody to produce that for her. I don't think it was Max Martin. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, we should probably say this um, right mm-hmm. now, but obviously Kesha's story gets a little dark at points. So mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. warning for sexual abuse, um, rape, uh coercion um if you know everything about cash's story just be prepared for that because Becca and I are going to try to get into it and Mm -hmm. parse out a little bit in this podcast obviously we're not like legal experts or anything but um yeah and this is a comedy podcast so like we're not going to be like you know deep in it there are other people who will do that for you but you know we just want to stand here as cash's fans celebrate her but also kind Mm -hmm. of you know honor all that stuff so anyway yes she I believe so I believe she is involved with Dr. Luke at this time. And so okay. obviously him and Max Martin like work together right. a lot, being right. like two kind of prominent producers. Um, he's obviously not as high profile as Max Martin, like especially at this point, but uh-huh. yeah. Okay, interesting. And so, yeah. So Becca, do you want to wow. talk about her <laughs> filmography? <laughs> her filmography? Yes, because this is a very you thing. Oh, her being on The Simple Life? Yes. So random. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was on, Is was it just one episode? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
Nicole Richie hung up on Dr. Luke the first time he called Kesha's home. This is a crazy, <laughs> no, this is a crazy story. They were like, apparently the first time Dr. Luke called the Kesha's home, Nicole wow. Richie was the person who picked up and then like hung up and it's like a comedic beat in the episode. Wow. That's prophetic of her. Yeah. Um, uh, no, Nicole. She knew. Anyway. So, Somehow. and also it's the most early 2000s thing ever, but randomly like the simple life they put out like a newspaper ad in like tennessee newspapers because kesha and her family are living in nashville at the time Mm -hmm. and kesha's mom responded to it and that's how they and that's how they ended up being the hosts Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. nicole and paris on this episode of the single or the simple life yeah and then this connects her to paris Mm -hmm. who she would eventually sing background for uh, on Paris's Nothing in This World. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that before. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Kesha was really like, she was also in um, the I Kissed a Girl music video. Mm-hmm. And um, like, she's very much hitting the pavement at this time and being like, okay, I'm going to make something happen. She's very, like, she sang background on a couple other songs. She's writing songs. Um, and then, of course, she's in the background of that music video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her kind of like first big thing is she's featured on Flo Rida's Right Round in mm-hmm. 2009. She does like the chorus. You spin my hair right round. Right round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like she was just down to do anything to make it work. Yes. Yeah. She was very much. She was Julia Foxing it before yes yes or maybe around the same time julia fox was doing her thing like she's very much there's girls who hit the pavement they're trying to make something happen i didn't look i didn't see it did she also have like a random part-time job during all of this she definitely waited tables okay yeah that's definitely part of her journey somewhere yeah yeah for sure Um, i remember reading that but Mm -hmm. but the crazy thing that i was reading about right round is that she didn't make any money off of it that is crazy i feel like that's definitely illegal yeah, it felt illegal, but she also didn't really, it was this thing where she didn't really want to be, like, she didn't want to be credited, so she wasn't credited in, like, the American version. I feel okay. like it was, like, I, I feel like they conflated with, like, not wanting to be, like, they did, she didn't want it to be Flow Rider featuring Kesha. Right. But I feel like they conflated that, and they took that as an opportunity to say, okay, so we don't have to pay you. Right. <laughs> Which is untrue, I would say. Yeah, and, like, sure. She's so much of the reason that that song is like huge, mm-hmm. like that, like that hook, like yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's without that, it's just another flow ride a song. Yeah, like what? And anyway. needs that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and so, but yeah, <laughs> I literally can't believe. Like, I'm just looking at Flow Rider's name, and I'm like, why did he do that? That's crazy. Yeah. He's like given so much to our community. Like the country, but I don't know. <laughs> Young people. No, Florida is no the discography. You can't. I mean, he needs to do a versus with someone. You think? Who can go hit for hit with Florida? Anyway, I don't. But also around this time, she signs with Kimasabi, which is mm-hmm. Doctor Luke's um label which is under Mm -hmm. the umbrella of sony music right um and so that will become 
important later. Mm-hmm. But she signs, and this is crazy that people used to like sign these because yeah. Rihanna was in a similar thing for her first contract. She signs an eight album deal. I don't know if people realize, like, mm-hmm. I think when you think about it, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to get to make eight albums. Like, yes. how cool. But then it's like, oh, they're going to make me make eight albums no matter how, like, albums I can creatively make and feel good about. There's also, like, I think time constraints on those as well. Oh, yeah. And I believe there, yeah, there is some kind of, I believe there's, like, a time window in a lot Mm -hmm. of these. But anyway, she's, like, it's, like, I guess we shouldn't be, like, too, too, because... Mm -hmm. Obviously, she doesn't know she's going to, like, blow up in the way she will. Because, right. But it's, like, super, it's just, like, super predatory. Because mm-hmm. then, like, when Kesha eventually blows up, she has a really hard time in this contract. And a bunch of people do because it basically very much limits them. Because when they're, like, young, scrappy um, people trying to, like, break in the industry, a lot of producers will like prey upon that and like lock them into these deals where they basically have yeah. exclusive rights and then they don't make a lot of money. Like there's so, like, there are endless examples of yeah. all these, like, like TLC doesn't make money off like their music. Like they had a really bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like some people are fully like going to the Grammy awards while like broke. I don't know what it was a clip, but like, I don't know who it was a clip of, but there were like the this group at the Grammy Awards. It might have been TLC, but I'm not completely sure. But they're like, they like said something at the Grammy Awards and they're like, we're we're as broke as broke can be. Yeah, and that's because, crazy like, to think about. Yeah, like, you can write waterfalls, but not make any money off of it. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Terrible, your honor. Terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but TikTok then. Mm-hmm is obviously her breakthrough single. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that released in August, which is the month we're filming this in. Um, <laughs> it feels like such a July song to me. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But I feel like Taylor Swift has, maybe that's just our 2022 lens because Taylor Swift has like August released is late August. summer. It's very much yeah. like, you know. It's fall for me. <laughs> fall for yeah. Becca famously. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. And TikTok breaks, like, all kinds of records at the time. It spends nine weeks at number one, which is really, mm-hmm. like, by today's standards, still very impressive. Yeah. Um, like, I believe the record is Old Town Road at 19. So, you know, spends half that time at number one on the charts. Um, wow. And it was huge. Like, it was a huge song. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I be- think when music videos came out right away. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was more of a thing. So... Mm-hmm. That I cannot imagine how many views on YouTube the music video has. Oh One sec. Check. Let me look it up. No, but the the like experience of wake up in the morning looking like P. Diddy. Got my glasses. Grabbing I'm out the door. the door. I'm going to hit the city. Like it was a call to action almost. Yeah. It was empowering the youth. Yes. Whoa. Do you hear that? Did you? <laughs> no. I forgot. I'm not sure where my computer's from. That the sound, I must have my volume all the way up because the sound of this YouTube video. The ad was so loud. Yeah. Okay. It has 627 million four hundred fifty-four thousand six hundred forty-five views. I'm honestly wow. surprised it's not it hasn't crossed in the, the billions. Billion. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not in the billion club. 
Me too. I'm surprised. But that's she's like, well on her way, I'm sure. Yeah, that's like randomly like some songs have like a bill. Like Party in the USA has like 999 million streams on Spotify I was looking at today. And I was like, so why isn't that at a billion? Like WAP is at a billion. Yeah. The side to side music video is at three billion. See, like crazy. Because they was riding Pelotons and that like. Yeah. Like, oh, OK. Kesha was brushing and her teeth Nikki with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Jack. Yeah. And she had that oh guy in the in the core. Yeah. Yeah. In the so, core. <laughs> in the core. I Gangnam think that's style. how I first heard of Mick Jagger also. Oh, yeah. I had no idea who Mick Jagger was. I had no idea who yeah. P. Diddy was really either. Yeah. So. Kesha introduced them to me. She said, I'm going to teach you kids a thing. All of you kids <laughs> in your fifth grade classroom who are going to be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to educate yeah. you. She did. No. Yeah. And it was it, it is kind of funny, like especially because we were very young when the song came out. Like I was not I was not even 10 years old when the song came out. And so, like, the fact that, like, I was, like, off book on the lyrics and stuff to this, like, completely song about just, like, partying, being debaucherous, clubbing. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. I was, Uh like, in fifth grade. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To see how young I was. And I, I don't know. I definitely didn't know all the things she was talking about yet. Oh, Oh, no, I Which often think about how much of, like, the media I consume just fully went over my head. <laughs> but I just thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah. somebody older is doing it, so they're cool. Yeah, and so am I for watching it, so mm-hmm. that's it. But yeah, so then Animal, the album, is released in 2010 on January 1st to bring in the new year. Yeah, which is crazy. Like releasing an album on January first, that's a crazy move. Such a random thing. Yeah. And it probably came out Yeah, just as it turned. So good Yeah, for which her. means Kesha is like the bellwether of like she ushered in the two thousand tens. The decade, yeah. hmm So proud of her. <laughs> and then Cannibal comes out in November. Mm-hmm. We are who we are. Also becomes a number one hit. Mm-hmm. As it as um, it should, as it should. Yeah, yeah. It. I didn't realize Cannibal is only an EP, not a full album. Yes, I think it was released as okay. an EP. Honestly, like when it comes to music, so many of these words just like don't mean things. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like they used to it. So really I feel cares. like it's just like jargon. Like, I don't fully understand what like a single is either. Yeah. Like, I know it's, like, a song you release to, like, promote an album, but, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I don't get why people are, like, oh, this should be a single. Right. Anyway. I think it's a business thing. I'm not or, really Yeah, sure, it's, though. like, a business thing. Or, like, why, like, like, I was just lo- doing research and, like, people will release singles, like, five months after the album's out. And I'm, like, so what? What good does that do you? Like, the window has passed a little bit, babe. Yeah. You're a little behind there. Yeah. But Cannibal is really amazing. I, I loved that EP. It definitely had that on my um iPad yes. mm-hmm. pod. Sorry. Yeah, I definitely had that downloaded onto my iPad in a way that like Animal wasn't downloaded on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess Animal, I guess they're very like similar to each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like they are kind of like two documents together. Right. Cannibal is like maybe a little darker, maybe a little more tongue in cheek, but... I feel like all Kesha stuff was a little tongue-in-cheek back then. Oh, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Which one has dinosaur on it? Animal. 
I, I thought of dinosaur right away as well. It was like, well, there's always been that little, you know. The little goofy moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she kind of pumps out these, but Cannibal, I don't think counted as an album in her deal. Oh, shoot. Which that is sucks. another thing. Cause we, we talked about this. So, so she releases this other whole body of work, but because it's an EP, I don't think it counted towards her deal. Oh, terrible. So she's only one down out of eight. Yes, the, because I was moment. reading a, and this kind of segues into Warrior, which is her kind of third full length project, but her second album technically. Yeah. And like people were talking about it as her second album. And I'm like, Warrior is not her second. Like I will always consider that. Like, like I associate Warrior with the number three because it's her third album, basically. Right. And I'm like, it's not her second album. But anyway, she releases it two years after Cannibal. Um, so November 2012, mm-hmm. and it underperforms a lot of Kesha's previous work. So, like, of course, Kesha was hitting like number ones. I believe all of her singles charted in the top 10. She's amazing. So, all of the singles she released for Animal and Cannibal charted in the top 10. And then Warrior comes and it does not perform as well. I believe the singles are um, uh, Young. Come on. Yeah. Um, and Die I Young think Crazy has to be Kid. One of them. Die Young might have been one of them. I know Crazy Kids was a single and that one like especially flopped, which right. I remember that being like a big song too. Anyway. No, Come On, fans. such a good song. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love Warrior. I mean, doing the research for this made me think about Warrior a little bit of a different way because apparently it's also around this time that Kesha gets her own show, My Crazy Beautiful Life. Um, yeah. And apparently through that show, she revealed that she did... Um, she didn't have a ton of creative control over Warrior. Oh. And so, yeah, so she didn't actually get to, because she's one of those girls who's like, I wrote like 200 songs for this album. And I'm like, that's actually crazy. That's a crazy thing to say, to assert. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so, but she claims to have done it and like, she didn't get to like, pick what was actually on the album. That's too bad. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, And then, I actually didn't know this and I'm still not sure if it's like completely right, but like based off one article I read, mm-hmm. the underperformance of warriors actually what prompts people to start the free cash movement. So interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Like hashtag free cash becomes a thing because they think Dr. Luke is like stifling her creativity, which he is in a way, but right. Yeah, we'll get to the more. Um, Why? yeah we'll get to more of the why in a second but um yeah so that was actually where the free cash movement started because they're like let kesha out of this deal where she feels like she's artistically stifled right yeah wow her fans know her so well Uh uh-huh they sent something the animal (laughs) they sent something they were like um this album sucks on the song <laughs> gonna warrior, be one reason says, why on the song warrior she says animals you ready to fight and they said actually yeah we are we will yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did yeah yeah and so i think she obviously struggles because it must be such a weird thing to like a sophomore slump must be kind of demoralizing a little bit because this is that's technically what this is since it is technically yeah. her second album yeah. so like obviously you go from like being like kesha like famous getting everybody to talk about you and then when you like your first flop a little bit 
Uh-huh. Like it must be tough. Must hurt for sure. Yeah, it must be super tough. And Especially, she kind of hushes down for a while too. Yes, and I remember, I remember this time being like, where is Kesha? Yeah. Cause like what she wasn't she doing, she wasn't doing like because it was still very much, I feel like now it's much more normal for like artists to disappear for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like still be around, but kind of disappear. Like I feel like Dua Lipa is somebody who's kind of like not around right now. I would, I would say that to be true. Yeah. So like, and like, you know, obviously like Lord, somebody I love, like between she's album gone. cycles, won't hear from her. Yeah. <laughs> she's off in New Zealand, just like existing eating onion rings and that's pretty much it yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's even and, yeah and so like I feel like that was much less normal during this time because usually people were on like a year cycle because they were in these fucking deals where they had to produce eight albums you had to pump it out yeah and so like that's why like or like Rihanna's another perfect example Rihanna was in one of these similar type deals where she wasn't making money and so she did like she was basically on her old deal, just trying to get albums done as fast as she could. Yeah. So she was releasing so she could stop forever. Like every time you turned around. Yeah, exactly. So she could retire and become <laughs> a billionaire. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> so, every time you turned around, Rihanna had a new single. Rihanna had a new album out. Yeah. Know, all that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. so then she checks in to rehab for an eating disorder in early 2014. Um, Mm -hmm. and then later in 2014 is when her legal battles with Dr. Luke start. So she sues Dr. Luke for sexual assault and battery in October of 2014. Um, Kesha accuses Dr. Luke of drugging, sexually abusing, and even raping her and others on several Mm -hmm. occasions. Um, and then Dr. Luke, of course, countersues for defamation. And yeah, I remember this was like, Cause this was when I, I, this was when like free Kesha became like a, you know, a huge thing. Like, yes, like a monoculture type thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and even was, people who weren't Kesha fans were like, oh wow. Yeah, but it was also pre Me Too, which like you know, mm-hmm. obviously Me Too has its own like set of things, but like things, yeah, yeah. It, it but it was before this moment where we were. Cause we're still not in a place where it's fully like, okay, believe survivors, believe accusers, like give people the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt a little bit. Um, it was like in a much less, it was in a much more hostile environment, if you can for believe sure. it or not, for um, people who were like alleging sexual abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely remember there being like an attitude of that. I definitely feel like people are, age were who like were more willing to believe her um Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah it's just I don't know I mean I'm always inclined to like believe people oh a thousand but especially such like there's no motivation especially to like lie or anything it's like uh it's especially especially because like why would you put yourself through that yeah yeah as like if you go back and look there's an incredibly high burden of proof on put upon kesha throughout the whole trial Mm -hmm. um and so like why would you put yourself up against all that especially when you know like like if you say just untrue things people can just get you for defamation and stuff like that yeah Um, and like involving your career like why would you yeah so mm -hmm. yeah especially yeah so 
anyway and then i feel like i remember i i like remember this happening um Kesha's mm-hmm. case against dr luke is ultimately dismissed in 2016 because she's only able to present two specific instances of her allegations in court the most recent of mm-hmm. which took place in 2008 which is outside the statute of limitations so this is going on in 2016 and i believe the window for um rape was five years wow yeah so so like even if it was true like she couldn't do anything because it, too late. That's it had terrible. run out yeah exactly um wow and yeah this case i like diving back into it it was it was kind of surprising because one thing i did not know was that the judge in the case was actually criticized because she is married to a partner at the law firm that represents Sony Music, who, if you remember from earlier, owns Kimasabi, which is the company that Kesha has the deal uh, with that she's trying to get out of. I did not know that. Yeah. So, obviously, a conflict of interest going on there. That oh, my God. <laughs> nobody, like, rectified. Um, that makes me so much more mad. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> also, Lady Gaga was... This is another kind of big part of it, but she was subpoenaed because mm-hmm. Kesha confided to her about this in several texts. And also something else that Kesha does in this time that is not good for her legally is mm-hmm. she makes all these claims of Dr. Luke with other pop stars. And so I believe it was on Howard Stern, but there's this Howard Stern interview of Lady Gaga where she talks about a music producer um, raping her. Mm-hmm. and she um and then like Kesha kind of said that was Dr. Luke like publicly <laughs> and then yeah Gaga, like denied it um whether it's because it didn't actually happen or because she can't prove that it happened um mm-hmm. you know the world may never know um and then Kesha does the same thing with Katy Perry basically she also claims that Katy Perry was raped by Dr. Luke which Katy Perry also denies um and so mm-hmm. just on like a legal strategy level, not a great idea on Kesha's part because yeah. then that starts to get, <laughs> it does start to get defamatory, <laughs> especially if the people are not, especially if the people are not willing to like be like, oh yeah. So anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, and then one final detail about the case that I think is really interesting is Kesha claimed that she was offered a settlement that would release her from her contract with Kimasabi on the condition that she retracted her allegations against Dr. Luke crazy Mm -hmm. which so which of course dr luke's counsel like denies um yeah but yeah uh kesha obviously denied the settlement she said something like i can't retract the truth um Mm -hmm. so yeah wow it's also it's just all so frustrating Uh like sad and terrible exactly yeah and it's kind of just it's just very um and they're still in they're still in like defamation and stuff today um yeah like there's there's there there was like a case in like november of last year i think was the last time it was brought up in court so like there's still very much things ongoing from this whole legal battle between dr luke and kesha which is crazy um Mm -hmm. because now it's going on eight years (laughs) yeah um god yeah so this shit is like this shit is serious Especially when you're yeah. like dealing with people like 
high power people like they can fucking keep you in court yeah Um, forever so annoying and i feel like it's interesting because i feel like it's it's tough because like people who work in i know as somebody who's done work in like prevention for Mm -hmm. sexual violence um so much of the attitude around like people not coming forth about like abusers and stuff like that or people Mm -hmm. like downplaying the accounts of like survivors of sexual violence is people will be like oh well you're gonna ruin that person's life like you're gonna ruin like like Mm -hmm. Kesha you're gonna ruin Dr. Luke's life over this like is it is it really worth all that and it's like Dr. Luke's yeah. fine. Like in the today of things, Dr. Luke <laughs> well, is completely true. fine. He went that away for a couple true. years. He now works under a pseudonym and he produces, he produced Say So, one of the biggest songs of the last year. Yeah. Or the last couple years. Like literally. And like probably a bunch of other stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. And he just goes under a different name now. He's still nominated for Grammys. He's still. What is the name? I don't know if I know it. I. <laughs> I'll look it up. So, Dr. Luke's new name. Not Sir Mix a lot. It's something like that, though. <laughs> oh, no. He produced Best Friend also. Doja oh, Kansu. yeah. Saweetie. Saweetie is another person, which, like, and again, it gets into a place where it's it's tough with individual artists. Like, I know Doja Cat is somebody who, like, people criticize her for working with Dr. Luke, but she's somebody who's, like, like, she's somebody who's, like, yeah, I'm just in, like, a deal. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's also, I don't know if um, Kim Petras has ever spoke on it, but I would imagine that at least some people are just in their deals. Yeah, Kim, Kim's a different case. I think Kim has evolved in a little bit, but she said at one, like a lot of people don't like her specifically because she said at one point she was like, well, I wouldn't work with somebody who I believe did that. Oh. Like she said something to that effect about working with Dr. Luke. Oh, Kim. And apparently, like, she renewed her deal with him anyway. Like, Slut Pop, like, another thing that Luke probably produced. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm not finding his new name. I think it's I, probably I, secret. No, it, no, it's, like, public. Dr. Luke. Pseudonym. Uh... Tyson Tracks. Hmm. Oh. Oh yeah. He is Tyson Tracks. Yeah, Tyson Tracks, I think is He's what... also known as Made in China. So Lochter Duke, really Richard Head. What the hell? Well, we agree on one thing, Richard Head. Oh, brother. This guy <laughs> oh, guy <guys> stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway dr luke gross flop it's kind of hard yeah. like i don't judge anybody for listening to music that's like produced by him because it's kind of hard to like ignore Not. his ubiquity i more like i more blame like the industry that still allows him to work yeah especially with like so, young artists like the fact literally. that he gets people like doja cat and saweetie on his roster when they're like these allegations and stuff yeah it's gross anyway crazy but like any other industry very predatory anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you know we can move on from that because um 
basically the next thing out of Kesha is she releases Praying in 2017. Mm-hmm. And this was like big. It was huge for her. Because mm-hmm. everybody was like, I feel like it was like, again, like, because pr- I think Me Too's like really kicks into gear around like 2018, but like she makes this like, mm-hmm. it had a beautiful music video with it. It's like obviously yeah. like an iconic song, like the, like everybody was like, yeah. oh. like I remember, yeah. And it was I like, Kesha's, right now thinking about it. Yeah. And it was like Kesha's back because it's five years between this and her latest release. Yeah. So like we had been waiting like five oh years. God, literally. So yeah. And it sucks because like um even praying, like she still has to like at this point she's still releasing music through the label the because label. she doesn't have yeah. another choice. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Lauren always laughs at me because I admitted to her one time that I danced really hard in my kitchen like like contemporary lyrical um to praying and I like almost broke some stuff in my kitchen because I think everyone's had that moment okay good that's universal she's weird for not having it that's what I say (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for affirming me because it's such a beautiful song and so easy to feel so emotional too yes it's a yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah it's a beautiful song and so then that's kind of her lead single off of rainbow Mm -hmm. which ends up being a huge um success for kesha it debuts at the top of the billboard 200 Mm -hmm. um really fucking good album uh yeah really cool cover we'll get into the music a little bit uh more specifically in a second um and then just Mm -hmm. last thing in our notes is she releases high road on january 31st 2020 yeah um and yeah high road was just kind of you know i i like high road we can talk about like the two albums a little bit more but i think it was Mm kind of poorly timed not because you know because like the whole world shut down like literally a month later (laughs) yeah 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 because people were kind of tepid on it before that and then like nobody was like it's like a party album (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like nobody was partying so yeah yeah but But the song raising hell something about that oh yeah i remember hearing that i was sitting in like the pittsburgh airport when i heard that for the first time and i was like oh this is such a good song Something about this this is such a good song oh and the music video Mm -hmm. is amazing very tammy faye very um yeah it was it was, it was it. Mwah, mwah. um <laughs> did it but yeah i think it was interesting because praying and then um rainbow as like an album are so much mm-hmm. about like redemption and yeah growing through mm-hmm. um like the pain and it was obviously very inspired off of what she was going through because eventually she just starts to like drop her cases against Dr. Luke and stuff because I think somewhere along the line she realized that the legal system was going to ultimately fail her and that she just kind of needed to make peace with Mm -hmm. the injustice in like a sad way but then she used that to make like some beautiful music um yeah and so like Rainbow is kind of about that or a lot of it is about that and then 
it's interesting because I always find it interesting because then High Road is a little bit less of like a serious album. Yeah. It's much more back to Kesha's old, like, like goofy, kind of a more mature ways. party girl, definitely. But like, definitely like it's more meant to like, you know, be like a fun time. Fun, I always find yeah. it interesting because I feel like we're getting to the place where with like the TikTok of it all, where it's kind of like a pendulum swing, but I feel like pop music can just be fun again a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Because or like, at least was, have like fun moments. Yeah, there was a while where like everything just had to be like serious and like everything had to mm-hmm. be like an opus. Yeah. I think like Lemonade was like a big part of that. Like everything had to be like, you know, mm-hmm. because Beyonce put out this like super meaningful like piece of work that like deal- dealt with so much stuff um, in yeah. such a cool way with pop music. Like mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, everybody should be doing that. And so like when people were releasing pop music, like, didn't do that everybody was like so what's going on here i think honestly though not to bring up doja cat again she really did when she made moo people Uh were like oh things can be stupid and we can like them still (laughs) yeah and i think i think with like covid of it all everybody just got so Mm -hmm. much like like so much that like now everybody's in the mood for just fun like again like what did beyonce just released but renaissance like a yeah it's about dancing <laughs> yeah and it's being just, fun like, and yeah learning. and it still does have that stuff because if you go back and like learn about disco or like any of these movements there usually is like a thing of like the choice i i read a tony kushner essay the choice to be apolitical is a political choice ultimately and so right. like what is that choice Whoa. saying you know in your politic and stuff like that and so not to get onto all that but like whoa yeah it's also kind of a weird expectation especially in the kesha of contact or the context of kesha, <laughs> kesha um, of context <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird situation because it's almost like we wanted her to keep or maybe maybe I'm taking it but like a way it could be read of like Uh high road flopping a little bit is that like we want Kesha to keep performing like her trauma publicly if that makes sense oh interesting I definitely think there's a piece of it to that or like any or like anything really like if you like demand that like artists of color have to talk about like their racial identity and their music it's like why yeah it's like you like, don't have to a lot of them choose to because it's like yeah obviously some people I'm, will just only view her as like sad like oh she's sad now. yeah like oh <laughs> that's the girl who you know lost all yeah. her legal battles like accused mm. that guy of you know <laughs> yeah um, it's like oh you can still find joy also yeah like you can like, go like, like you can have something bad like that happen to you and so many people do yeah um <laughs> guys and, so many people yes so many I, yeah. I cannot stress how many so people this enough. happens to like if Kesha <laughs> with a bunch of resources and like a good amount of money behind her mm-hmm. um experience this like be- yeah. like imagine how it is for somebody of like low income imagine mm-hmm. how it is for somebody who's not white imagine yeah. how it is for somebody who's not famous like it just gets so- harder like it just gets harder for people yeah um and so, yeah, but it's like, I feel like we put, we were putting like a weird, I feel like it's like a thing that's come along with fan culture and being in constant dialogue with people you really like, mm-hmm. because we also put pe- put this pressure on people to kind of 
define themselves politically and to like say something like I remember people were like mm-hmm. I remember people were like this one girl like after Roe v Wade was like overturned overturned mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift like tweeted about it and people were like oh I'm so glad she tweeted about it because she hadn't said anything since the leak because like the opinion leaked before obviously right and like Taylor hadn't said anything then um and so everybody was like oh what does this mean and it's like like I love Taylor Swift I'm a big Swifty cannot imagine caring about what she thinks about Roe v. Wade (laughs) no literally like it's preferable that like like everything I know about Taylor Swift makes me understand that like she doesn't like the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned but like what is she gonna say that's gonna console me yeah it's kind of just celebrities cannot really help us with that unless they're gonna literally do like do something yeah but that really doesn't happen that much like at all as Demi Lovato (laughs) (laughs) no because this was there was a little not even a feud because but there was like a like Demi Lovato kind of spat at Taylor Swift because Taylor Mm -hmm. gave Kesha like $250,000 to help her with like her legal fees and stuff Mm -hmm. and Demi Lovato tweeted like I don't care if you're not willing to take it to like Capitol Hill (laughs) and all right (laughs) yeah Capitol Hill $250,000 $250,000 is a lot of fucking money. It, that is <laughs> a lot of money, I was going to say. I was wow. like, I was like, mm. uh, Did anyway. Demi do anything? I'm curious. <laughs> Demi's always, something about Demi Lovato, they're always doing something. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Singing to the ghost. Positive, negative, something. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Singing to the ghost. I, we also need to talk, Substance is one of the songs of the year. Substance is one of my songs of the year. That's such a good fucking song. I might see Demi in concert, actually. Her new album, like, scares me a bit, like, but yeah. I do like the song Substance a lot. So anyway, yeah. so now, Becca, mm-hmm. I would love to hear some of your favorite Kesha songs. Okay, so obviously Grow a Pair. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I listen to Grow a Pair now, I'm like, this is horrible. Like, yeah, bad. Mangina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this must be like a hard thing for like a trans person, like any trans person to listen to. But it's so, it's so, but it's uh, so catchy. fun and kitschy and fun. Like, yeah. And, and me and Macy's dance was, it was so 2010. Cute. Come on. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. she had all the best meaning behind it, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, Die Young is also up there. Mm-hmm. I think also, um, Cannibal itself. Mm hmm. I'll eat you up. Um, mm-hmm. those are like my top tops. I'm trying to think of. Wait, I need to look at the animal track list. Ah, uh, because honestly, animal, uh, your love is my drug. Like I was on. just gonna say, your love is my drug. Do I make your wow. heart be like an 808 drum? Yeah, because your I like your beard. Your love. <laughs> I like your beard. Um. Hung blah, over. Blah, blah. What a beautiful yeah. blah blah blah. Oh, backstabber Girl. was you're such a backstabber. Yeah, you're it was on my shit-taka. my villain playlist this year when I was like going through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it did like fuel me and money of my walks to class. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the song Animal, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful song about being in love. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I realized that blah 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 was actually Kesha's song featuring 30H3. I thought me it was either. 
the opposite. He said three O H three. What do you say? Three O three. I have never said it right in my life. Don't they say their name <laughs> on that song? With 303 and with the... the I definitely never connected it. Oh, it's my okay. God. It's okay. 3 oh I always thought it was 3-0-H-3. Actually, I just heard something terrible that um, on TikTok. I think that they were grooming girls also. I mean, um... oh. I'm not defaming. I didn't. Oh, that's all allegedly, speculation, allegedly, guys. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Um, party to Richie's house. Hungover. I love that song. It's like randomly emotional. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sleazy. The Herald song. Are you familiar? I can't hear it. Love hurts, but this could almost kill oh. me. Young love murdered. That is what this must be. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Um, come on is an amazing song. Oh, uh, thinking of you, wherever you are. Oh, Wonderland. There are so many good songs on Warrior. Mm-hmm. Love into the light. Last goodbye. Gold Trans Am. Come on. Now come, come on, on now. guys. Past lives. Fuck him, he's a DJ, which was off of a remix album. Such a good song. Whoa. Um oh my god. And literally there's so many on Rainbow. Him, woman, mm. um, learn oh, to let go. Rainbow. Famously, I got my ex-boyfriend to use that as his retreat song we went on religious retreat Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah old flames with dolly godzilla the one her mom wrote about her oh yeah so cute spaceship her mom is alive right yes yeah yeah. okay okay miss pb yeah making sure just making sure (laughs) and then i love tonight i love the song high road shadow Cowboy blues. Um, Cowboy blues. Kinky featuring Kesha. No, we need to talk about how <laughs> she, featuring she did Kesha. A song featuring herself. Yeah. Her alter ego. Right. Like the iconicity <laughs> that required. Uh, it will be starring me featuring me. Yeah. By so me, I actually am bringing in a special me. guest for this track. <laughs> and it is going to be me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I yeah. randomly really like. And this is for my real animals out there. The potato song, I think, is kind of genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think people didn't get it. I, like, you just have to be smart. Like, <laughs> she's just smart. smart. Like, she's just so intelligent. <laughs> yeah. She was on the yeah. fast track to Barnard, actually. Um, yeah, guys. Still uh, to and this then day, she's Thunder. fast tracking to Barnard. Yeah. <laughs> what? Barnard. <laughs> Barnard. Bar- Am I? Barnard. <laughs> What's okay, happening? Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. And then chasing thunder, summer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Nobody does it like Kesha, and that's why she's on this list. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anything else to say about her career before we get into, you know, how we interact with it or. Mm, 
I don't think I mean other than her obvious the victorious episode she was on. That <gasps> oh I yeah. I was crazy where they mm-hmm, and they had to search and find um Kesha's name in bunch of tubs of ice cream mm-hmm. and they all got i cannot believe they did not be, all become ill but they won katrina yeah. i think they won yeah and it was so wasteful thinking about it because they weren't even eating the ice cream yeah they were just slopping it out and then they were had to throw all those cartons away yeah very wasteful anyway. i feel like she did and then she also had her own mtv show i never watched that but was that the one where she had like sex? She definitely claimed to have sex with the ghost at some point. I don't know if it was on the show or if it was just. She did she something with. I think point. she may have drank her own pee on the show as well. That might have been what I'm thinking of. Wow, I do kind of remember that actually. I feel like that she, there was definitely something with her. But and that Europe. was on one of her scandals. She drank it. Urine. But I think she was on. Was she on the Bear Grylls show? Was she? Because that is definitely where she would have. <laughs> Kesha and Bear Grylls. Wait, that's, that's not good. his name. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. How do you spell Grylls? G R Y L L S. Why? Hmm. Not like the appliance. Right. It was a little tricky that way. Bear Grylls um... is a name I have not heard in such a long time. Oh, she drank her own urine a la Bear Grylls. Oh, she was paying homage. So he was not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just like, I've been watching room. a lot of Bear Grylls on the road. I'm going to so drink my own pee I will, now. I'm going to boil my piss. <laughs> so good for her. You said it's sterile, baby. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it I think is. we're going to throw to one last little break and then we'll be back to discuss our little segments. Yes. Guys, I'm scared. Oh my God, stop. Ow. Oh my God, that like scared me a little. Stop. That hurt. Oh my God, stop. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So it is now All time right. for, our, okay, for mm. our weekly segments. Um, and this time, obviously, because it's a deep dive, as you're probably aware, and used to by now, we will be relating our weekly segments to the topic at hand. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with our jump scares, Kesha related. Mm-hmm. This is anything that maybe scared us about Kesha, surrounding Kesha, six degrees at least away from Kesha. Mm-hmm. Um, anything scary, horrific, and or annoying. Quinn, what was that moment for you? So I teased mine a little bit earlier in the mm-hmm. episode. But when I saw Kesha at the Delaware State Fair, my first ever concert experience, mm-hmm. she have an opener. Oh. It was a rap duo that went by the name Champagne Champagne. Okay. And perhaps the strongest memory I do have of the concert was of their set because literally they were up there for 15 to 30 minutes and they just kept saying champagne 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 oh. champagne 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 like it, <laughs> and like everybody who went with me we all like if you said like champagne champagne like like everybody remembers oh my god 
I think it's telling also I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know what happened to Champagne Champagne. And I frankly wasn't yeah. interested after I saw them. <laughs> I hate to say it. I hate to say it actually. But um yeah. So it's the polar opposite of my opener experience that we had at the Kesha concert we went to together with Miss um Elizabeth Who. So Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I did uh, find Champagne Champagne. You can get their free mixtape on Facebook because they're working on a new album at the moment. I would be surprised if that's the same Champagne Champagne, honestly. Well, because that's fully this, 12 years. If they're is- still making music after 12 years together. <laughs> like That's commendable, actually. Well, when I look up into images, it's just a bunch of bottles of champagne. And that's oh, understandable. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, that was my jump scare. Becca, what is something that Kesha. just horrifies you about the mm. world of Kesha? Okay. So mine is probably when I was younger and TikTok, no, Animal probably had just come out. Um, my neighbor across the street was an older girl that I was like, you know, I was at the point in time where like older girls were just the coolest people because I was mm. like in elementary school yeah. um, and I was kind of friends with her. But also she was like a little bit my babysitter at the same time because our age difference was kind of large. You're like, so what's the oh. relationship here? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? But we did hang out and she because I just wanted to like be like her. She went to go see Kesha and I was so jealous. I just remember being it it really what my jump scare is is how jealous I was mm. and how hateful I became um, mostly because I just like wanted to be how cool I thought this girl was mm-hmm. little did I know I would grow up to be way cooler than her I was passed her by miles anyway <laughs> but she also this is the crazy part is that she gave like during the meet and greet because she got to do that she <gasps> gave Kesha a penis lollipop and Kesha tweeted it and said, I love my fans. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna end my life. <laughs> no, the <laughs> way so I would jealous. like the way I would still be using that to prove how I'm like better than everybody else. Like to this Crazy. day. Yeah. If I were at that one girl. point I did have the screenshot. Yeah. Melinda but, is her name, so probably. Why do you say that? I don't know. I just gasped. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> You're across the street neighbor, Melinda. I forgot your guessing was <laughs> Melinda. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. And I don't want to say it. <laughs> the anonymity. You that was so scary for some reason. That scared me. That's my <laughs> Her name was scare. Melinda, probably. <laughs> Melinda? Melinda, probably. Anyway. Um, okay. So now, Lolo's high highs. So, Quinn, we move on to our manic pixie moments, which is anything that is killer, anything that is slay, anything that made us feel like the older girl in the neighborhood. Exactly. Melinda. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
We're changing the name of the segment to a Melinda moment. <laughs> Melinda moment. Um, uh, real ones, no. But yeah, what was that for my you? My drag name is Melinda moment. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, our whole our whole Kesha concert going experience was like a manic pixie moment, like prolonged. Yeah, yeah. I will say, however, probably the like most manic pixie moment for me, and it, it, it bookends quite well with my jump scare. Mm-hmm. But it was while Becca was in the bathroom. Right. Becca went to the bathroom during Betty Who's set. Betty Who came out and did the longest set I've ever seen for an opener. Yeah. Like Betty Who was on stage for like a full hour, I want to say. Which like, she's Betty Who. So, so like, much choreography. Oh yeah. And she's giving, she has like hot backup mm-hmm. dancers. Like she had her own backup dancers like on the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I, I assume they're only there for like Betty Who um and so yeah she had so Betty who was like because I was like oh it's Betty who like I didn't know much about her going into it and this is why I love an opener at a concert because you get to discover people mm-hmm. yeah and so or like rediscover grow new appreciations so like me like Betty who I have this video of me on my phone <laughs> I'm drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like I record like a second of Betty who like dancing and then I turn the screen around to myself and I go wait why is Betty who kind of serving right now <laughs> guys <laughs> anyway so while Becca's in the bathroom something I'll like something I've done at two concerts at this point is I'll just start pointing like this <laughs> like, <I'll> just point <laughs> the like I'm just like if I'm into it I'm just like pointing I'm just like yeah I'm getting into <laughs> so it so true and then <laughs> Miss Betty points back. Yeah, she did. He fully pointed back at me and was like, and she like <laughs> gave me a little nod. And I was like, oh my God, Betty, you just noticed me. Yeah. She was copying Lizzo a little bit when Lizzo did the exact same thing. Um, I need to start pointing at more people. They always say it's rude to point. I think it's very polite. No, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to, <laughs> like, I'm trying to creation of Adam, you. <laughs> exactly. When I see Lord next week, I will be pointing. I will. <laughs> you. <laughs> you right there um and so yeah but honestly whole night man a moment but if i had to pick mm-hmm. just one little glimpse of the night mm-hmm. also i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast but charlie pooth and betty who went to berkeley college yeah. music together yeah you did i don't know if that is podcast but i knew that and on my previous trip to boston i like we were staying right near berkeley which i didn't Yes, that's what I thought too. Berkeley School of Music is different from UC Berkeley. Yeah, I knew they were different, but I always thought that they were still both in California. No, Berkeley School of Music is in Boston, famously. That's which crazy. I did not know until very recently either. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. But Charlie Puth, Betty Who, both gay icons in their own right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <anyway. laughs> hmm. But Becca, what is your manic pixie moment as it relates to Miss Key Dollar Sign Ha? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have to also go with our concert experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly Guys, we had so much me- fun this night. It's like <laughs> it was friendship so memory. fun. Literally, it was so good. Hence, it being on standless. But I just never will forget how full the moon was, and how like oh, yeah. it was so beautiful. We were so drunk, and us just fully just just looking at each other and then hugging like just fully in public just hugging like uh-huh. what like the that's how powerful the energy was that we were compelled to just 
stop standing still and to literally hug each other. No, it was a beautiful concert. It was amazing. No, I felt so good. I've never yelled so much f- to produce an encore. Oh, yeah. Like, I was so ready. Because Kesha left some crazy stuff in the encore. Like, she didn't, like, praying was in the encore. TikTok, yeah. I'm pretty sure, was in the encore. Yeah, I think it was the last song. Yeah. But like blow was like the official last song, but then the encore was oh. like praying, and then I think there was one other song, and then TikTok, and it's like, girl, what? Like, yeah, I was like, I gotta hear her do praying. <laughs> I must. I must yeah, actually. Was- oh, and that was beautiful because she had this like wind machine and like the wind. This flowy, I know. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was amazing. One of the best concerts ever. Yeah, I had so much I fun. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <sighs> done it yet again. <laughs> Paid homage mm-hmm. to another one of our things we stand. Kesha, you will always be famous. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Sarah Tano. Um, yeah. And so, sure. yeah, Becca, where can people keep up with you? They can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, Twitter, Bex Gloss, and TikTok, where y'all going during World War Three. They can also find me TikToking on the clocking. Quinn. Oh. <laughs> Where can the people keep up with you individually? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Quinn P. Murphy and then on Twitter at Quinn P. Murphy with an underscore after. And you can find me pointing at people. Mm, yeah. And Becca, where can people keep up with the show if they're so inclined, if they want to hear us put on our scuba suits? some more again they can follow manic pixie jump scare on instagram and tiktok and youtube where we post the podcast at large and also exclusive content over there Mm -hmm. they can also please email into manic pixie jump scare at gmail.com we want to hear anything you want to talk to us about Mm -hmm. or any anything involving maybe guys the list for the stand list is out there you know what deep dives will be coming next or soon. Mm-hmm. So you can send us preemptive comment corners if we mm-hmm. do want to include those on these. Just yeah. think about that. Okay, yeah. Guys. And you can also send in ones about previous ones. If you didn't yeah. you know if you're coming in late or, you know, mm-hmm. we would love to talk about literally whatever you guys send in. Yes, of course. So please, <laughs> please, guys, please. please. Yeah. Wow. Well. well we're we're Quinn, Quinn. and and we're Becca, more Becca. And, and thank, thank you, you for listening? listening bye 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 Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.